When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make the first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 years or older, restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. (laughs) And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 202 of the Big Show, some Enforcer Base Podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there this Sunday? Are you easy like Sunday morning right now? Depending on when you're listening to this. I mean, I've been told by a bunch of people they listen to this on their commute. So maybe it's Monday morning. We got the Monday morning blues. What is it? Someone's got a case of the Mondays. What is that, Office Space? There's a tremendous movie if you've never seen it, Office Space. Check it out. Yeah, anybody that says they got a case of the Mondays should be slapped out for sure. But uh, hopefully make the commute, it will make the, the work day a little easier for you. Uh, yeah, the sound of my voice is going to make things a little easier for you. Eesh. But um, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. And I want to thank everybody for the uh, for the really positive feedback uh, on the anniversary uh, episode. It was the episode so nice? I did it twice. Um, I had a number of guests, and of course, I, I didn't want to have one long episode, so I broke it into two uh, two parts, uh, two two hundred two hundred one. And uh, I, I want to thank again everybody that took part in the episode, and um, and then shared it on on social media, and uh, yeah, everybody that listened to it. Um, the feedback was uh, was was great. Um, you know, like I was I was showing the guys. I said I think it got up to seventy some in Canada amongst podcasts, hockey podcasts, and uh, so that was cool. Ranking wise, I mean, um, you know, obviously people were listening, so. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. And, um, and if you're one of the listeners from, uh, you know, that was, a um, your first time was listening to the anniversary because you knew one of the guests or what have you, and you've come back. Thank you. I uh, appreciate it. And, um, 
yeah, uh, I want to I want to thank again everybody that took part in that episode and shared it. And uh, yeah, that was that was a fun experience. Um, I I I was telling a few of the guys, I said, I, I'm not sure I'll do that again. I say that I did. I said that there after the Christmas one too that I wouldn't do another uh, group kind of. Uh, it's it's a lot of work, I guess. I'll take that back. I guess it's it's how I'm saying it. I won't do it all in the space of two days again. I'll put it that way. I, I as I said earlier, um, a couple episodes ago, what I would like to do is I, I definitely want to all the people that I wasn't able to get that got a hold of me about coming on the anniversary show and I wasn't able to get them on. I do want to still speak with all of you, and I want to record something. And uh, but it'll be over time. Like we'll record it, and I'll have a couple, two or three, four. Uh, in the can, so to speak, and then I will on a Sunday or something put them all out, uh, and we'll make an episode that way. And I and I think that would be a lot of fun, a little less stressful, could give people a little more time instead of rushing them out of here. There's a bunch of the guests I felt like I really, well, I think all of the guests I felt like I really, I, I rushed them out just due to a time thing and trying to get everybody in. in and um, I think there's a lot of information that 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 was missed and uh which is never good and i want to like i said i would i'll have all the guys back on at some point like i said this is uh you know why not right and uh you know we'll definitely do it again but uh maybe like i said maybe not maybe not all in two days but uh but i want to thank everybody for taking part in that but uh yeah unfortunately with today's episode before i get into the sponsors i'll I'll do this at the top of the show what i mean um you know and it's an it you know, it's unfortunate that, uh, that, that, yeah, that, that I have to, but, um, fortunately we had, a, uh, well, I was gonna say actually a bunch of people pass away, unfortunately this week. Of course we have, um, NHL Hall of Famers, uh, Mike Bossy and Gila Fleur, uh, both passed away, both to lung cancer as well, I believe. Um, I don't need to sell you guys on how, on how great Gila Fleur and Mike Bossy were. I mean, you know, Unbelievable, of course, Mike Bossy, one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. Huge part of those Islander dynasty teams. And, um, yeah, unbelievable. Um, and it's just the consistency. Uh, what was it, 10, 50 goal seasons and stuff? Like, unreal. Fortunately, with the bad back, he had to retire a little early. But un- unbelievable talent. And then, of course, Gila Fleur, the flower. Uh, you know, the, you can just see him streaking down there, the hair flowing. And, um, again, member of the big, the Habs you know, dynasty teams and, um, unbelievable talents and, uh, yeah, damn cancer. Yeah. And then unfortunately, uh, as well, uh, Lance Galbraith, um, 42 years old, um, uh, unfortunately it was a, a car accident at, and, um, yeah, Lance was a, a East Coast League legend and uh Kelly Cup champion, two-time Kelly Cup champion in the East Coast League, Memorial Cup champion with Ottawa. Um, tremendous hockey career, um, you know, kind of played that agitator role past, you know, but he would fight and, but he put up a lot of points as well. And, uh, just a real solid, just a solid player. And, um, you know, um, yeah, tragic 42 years old and single car accident and just, you know, and then unfortunately, um, you know, with, uh, Garrett Burnett last week and, uh, yeah, no, it's not good. And, uh, and, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, my thoughts go out to their, to their families. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, not a way you want to start the show with, with news like that, but, um, yeah, but I, I wanted to, I want to address that at the top of the show, but, uh, 
before we go into the into more of the uh, episode, of course, I have to, uh, you know, got to do the sponsors, right? We got to, uh, of course, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network, so whatever team, all the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. And then, of course, for my off-network uh, compatriots, uh, well, you know, I I should say I you know do you re- I don't know if you really I should if I said associate with such reputable I don't know what, what do you I don't even know what to say at this point you know you got Mud Show leaves Florida heads up to North Carolina um, he finally puts out an episode I mean unfortunately you could hear uh, you know people in the background and the dishes rattling I think it's because he was doing it out in the in the, Back in the kitchen there at the Piggly Wiggly down the street because they have Wi-Fi and he hacked and you know they they were nice enough to give him the password. I don't or I don't know where he's recording from. Who knows? Backseat. I I don't know what even goes on anymore. But of course, Alec, I'm talking about for the Five for Fighting podcast, North Carolina. Now I can't even call him Florida man anymore. Now he doesn't even have an excuse. What's his excuse now? Now he's in North Carolina. You know, oh, he's putting up pictures here on his deck with his dog and drinking his bush beer. And, oh, yeah, just living the best life out there in North Kakalaki, but uh, doing everything but recording. But he actually did an episode, finally, kicking and screaming, got himself to the microphone. And it was actually, you know, I always, I'll give credit where credit's due. I hate doing, I hate giving him credit, but it was actually pretty good. East Coast League, year in review. Um, in all seriousness, I bust on Alec, but in all seriousness, Great job. Um, I was going to say, his enthusiasm was infectious because shit, he even got me after about, what, 15 years of not watching hockey. Even had, not that I was watching games, but he had me even curious in on checking on a few of the box scores to see if some of the East Coast League guys had fought this year. Um, yeah, but he was, um, you know, Alec does a great job there at the at the podcast. and Tremendous back catalog, Yablonski, Ray, Bialois. Definitely give his show a listen. Um, also, check out his YouTube channel, Five for Fighting on YouTube. He's got a lot of the, uh, a lot of this, this year's East Coast League fights uploaded. That's kind of what got him going with the whole channel on his channel was the East Coast League fights. And, uh, I know once he gets time here from work and stuff, um, <clears throat> he is going to put up, uh, some of the, some older fights from last year. And, uh, yeah. But uh, when you go on YouTube, if you're if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you're going to YouTube right now as I'm talking and you're looking up the five for fighting and you want to check it out, um, while you're there, hit the little subscribe button. Um, you know, it might not mean much uh, to you, but to Alec, it's a big deal. And uh, as when you're a YouTube creator, um, you want the subscriptions. That helps you out. It helps you monetize your channel. It helps you do a lot of things helps you in terms of advertising and that type of thing and um getting the channel out there when you know when you're watching youtube on the right hand corner similar videos it that's what gets you in there and and all that stuff but it's up to the the viewers so that's why i always say we need your guys help so if you could subscribe to his channel um that would help out alec greatly but um yes five for fighting podcast check it out does a bang up job and then of course let's roll we roll up the coat to the east coast to New York, New York, the city so nice they named it twice. And the man at the heart of it all, right out of Madison Square Gardens, Broadway Joe Lazito. Get rid of Lazito! That's right. Broadway Joe. Big. It's a big weekend for Broadway Joe. Hopefully it works out. The New York Islander alumni is uh, in town to 
play a game, and uh, Joe is hopefully going down there and can uh, work his magic and his contacts, and because uh, right now he is battling finding guests. <clears throat> if anybody, if if you're any time long term listener of this show, you know all about Joe Lazio. We we probably have so much. I'm sure our our guests and our audience is a lot of crossover. But for those that don't know, Joe does a New York Islander based enforcer podcast show, Coliseum Chronicles. And, uh, of course, whereas Alec and I were free, you know, our, our, we can just interview whoever and whatever with Joe, it, he has to have Islander ties. That was the theme of his show. But of course, over time and a hundred and some episodes, um, you start running out of, uh, you know, you sort of, you've painted yourself into a corner when you put restrictions like that on when it can just be Islander people. Right. So, and, uh, and getting guests is tough and Joe's having a battle right now, not only just with getting guests, but just with time in general, with his work and the commute and everything else. So he lives out on Long Island, but he works at Madison square garden. So I don't know what the commute is, but it's hours, uh, you know, riding in the subway and everything else amongst the people in New York. And, uh, I can't, you know what I was, I can't even imagine a commute like that. Like, I, I live out of town here, but I, I jump in my car at 5 in the morning, you know, burning out in the highway all by myself, 15 minutes straight through into downtown, boom, I'm at work. You know, same thing when I'm going home. Yeah, it takes a little longer, 20 minutes maybe. Well, winter can get kind of gross, but you know what I'm saying overall, because I'm leaving work at like 3 o'clock. It's 20, you know, 20 minutes, boom, out of town, I'm home. I couldn't imagine living in a big center like where millions live and it takes like hour, half, two, two and a half hours. Like not only do you put in the eight hour work week, but then you put in another two, three hours of a commute time. Like, Oh my God, I can't even, I can't wrap my head around that. Anyway, what was I saying? Squirrel. No, Joe, Joe is, uh, nobody, of course with work and everything and they're busy and stuff. And, and, uh, um, yeah, like Madison Square Gardens isn't busy. Well, of course it is. So Joe doesn't have a lot of time. So not only are, is his time limited to record in general, um, then when the chasing of guests and everything else is involved, which I know all, uh, well, I won't even get into that because I've, I've ranted and raved and bitched about that on this show enough times. But yeah, so Joe's, uh, battling right now and, uh, <clears throat> To be completely, like he was brought it up in his last episode here. He did a solo episode this week and just talking about it. And uh, he was completely honest. Like he said, he's got a few guys that he wants to talk to, wrap up here. But after that, if he can't get anything, that might just be the end of the show. Which is, um, you know, from a selfish standpoint, I you know, I enjoy Joe's stuff. So I'll, I'll be sad to see it go if it does. But, uh, you know, at the same time, um, I, I, I think he he could certainly be proud of, the effort that he put in and the, ep- the hundred and whatever, uh, three, four, five episodes that he's put in, um, if he does indeed decide to shut it down, um, that's the one thing with the internet and putting that out there, it'll forever be out there. And he did great stuff, um, with Mick Fakota, Dean Ewan, Strudwick, Ash and Bolton, Kartner, all those guys that, that is forever out in the ether and, uh, for anybody that ever wants to hear it. And, um, and that's, and that's a great thing. And that, and that's the good thing with doing these shows that, uh, you know, you put it out there and it's there. Once it's out there, right? It's out, it's out there forever. You can't reel it back in. So, um, uh, I, I think that on, on that side of things, that's really cool. So, and Joe's left a really solid legacy out there, does some great interviews. And, uh, you know, and again, I'm not trying to bury the show and call it, give it the last rights, 
But uh, if it if indeed that's the way it goes, that's unfortunate. But at the same time, it should be celebrated what he has done and accomplished with the show. And um, and if he goes and if he continues, hey, great. But I was gonna say, Joe, and I know you're listening. I I think I've I've come up with a with a maybe not a podcast episode, but I got an idea for a YouTube channel for you. I think we got to get Joe on YouTube. You know, we can get Coliseum Chronicle YouTube channel. You can go on along, right along five for fighting and fourth line voice. We can get our YouTube channels. We'll sync up. Maybe do some cross promotion. But I think what we need to do, as we're as talking about Joe's commute, right? Well, Joe is also, if you've been on social media and you follow Joe, well, he's been taking pictures of all, and now that he's, he's got the basement and the shrine. Now he's putting out all his Islander pictures and his autograph memorabilia and everything. Well, Joe's got game worn. You can just smell it through the monitor. His pictures that he's taken of his game-worn gear from guys. He's got shoulder pads and gloves and helmets and jerseys from all these tough guys. Okay, here's my plan. Here's my idea. I think for one of Joe's commutes, we get him a little, uh, what do you call those things, a GoPro. He slaps on one of his game-used helmets, puts a GoPro on, puts on them stinky old 1998 Las Vegas Thunder shoulder pads he got from Dean Ewan. He slaps on maybe some Graham Belak Bridgeport Islander gloves, throws on whatever jersey, and he's just and he just starts smashing people on the way to the subway. Just put body checks. Could you imagine Broadway Joe and and all it is is on GoPro. He could just and he could just YouTube oh, live stream it. Lazito's yeah, Lazito's commute, take one, part one, and we could just see what Joe has, what Joe's battling in the New York subway system. Then he's out on the sidewalks, you know. And Joe's a big dude, man. So I mean, get him out there, maybe slap some rollerblades on him, and he just starts bodying guys. I know uh, Jackass did that years years ago when they got all of a sudden they they were rolling around. I think Lazito needs to do that, but put it on a YouTube channel, Coliseum Chronicles live streaming. Yeah, game worn equipment getting used again. I'm just saying, Joe. I think that I, I think I just gave you a million dollar idea right there. You're welcome. There you go. But there we go. Joe, Joe Lazito, give it a Lazito. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, um. Well, I'm going to talk, I'll talk about this first and then I, and all actually in all seriousness, I, I've got, I've got some issues here. This is going to, this is going to be a ranty episode. I've actually the last few episodes, these last couple, I used to be Sunday rants. I used to yell at, yell out the clouds pretty good, but I've been pretty quiet. I think I've been pretty, uh, pretty toned down here the last little while. Not today. I'm actually quite irritated today. Um, you hear it in my voice? I've, I've been trying to be positive here at the start, but um, I think we'll, it'll be a slow build to get to the finale here. Um, well, first things first, of course, the uh, Ice Wars pay-per-view is coming up May 21st in Edmonton, and it is on Fight TV. It'll be on pay for It's a $20 pay-per-view, um, so I highly recommend people checking it out. It is going to be an eight-man fight tournament. Um Similar, well, not similar, the same as um, the Hockey Enforcers pay-per-view that happened back in 2004. And the same one, I believe, in 2009 or 10 in Finland. 
Yuka helped put that on. I can't remember that that it was called, uh, what was it called now? Ice Warriors, I believe. Um, all of this is on YouTube. Fourth Line Voice on YouTube channel. If, you, if you're wondering what is an enforcer tournament, type in Hockey Enforcer Pay-Per-View on my YouTube channel and it'll come up. And it was a, it was an eight, I don't know how many guys were in it, 10? Uh, Dean Mayrad won it anyway. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, but Link Gates was in it, Jason Rushton, Jason Bone, um, Derek Parker, and Mike Segroy. And uh, yeah, Link Gates, or I think I already said Link Gates, but it, it was it was a one-of-a-kind, well, not one-of-a-kind, it's happened again, and it's happening again here on May 21st, but for its time, it was very cutting-edge, and uh, guys were MMA gloves there, and uh, yeah, the fights are a minute long, and then there's judges that score them. And um, yeah, it's going to be an eight-man tournament. I know some of the guys, I well, I know all the guys that are in the tournament. It hasn't been announced officially yet, so I don't want to... I'm not, I'm not trying to be that guy, but I don't want to, I don't want to get anybody in trouble by announcing the names, but I will name a few because they've already put it out on, I'm not talking out of school because they have announced that they're in it on their own social media. So, um, a couple of the guys are, uh, Justin Sawyer, Chase Tippin, and Daniel Amesbury are three of the guys that are in the tournament. Um, again, there's going to be eight gentlemen in it, um, those are the three I will give you now. I believe eight. AJ Galante of Danbury Trashers fame is the one that is putting this on. And I believe he is announcing this week the eight competitors. So I will let him do that. And I will talk to you. I'll talk more about it, obviously. As the event gets closer. I have to see how work goes and a bunch of stuff that's happening. It's on the May long weekend here. So I'd, I'd like to get out to Edmonton because Edmonton's only like five and a half hours from here. And we got people out there that I can see and stuff. So, um, as well as go to the tournament. Um, it is at the River Creek Casino. Um, I know when you look it up, it says in uh, Elron, Alberta or something like that, obviously, but it, it's, uh, it's a, um, uh, it's in Edmonton. Um, actually a friend of mine lives like five minutes from there. So, um, so I'm hopefully going to be get going up there to, uh, and taking in the tournament. If I can't, if we can't make it up, I will certainly be getting the the uh, pay per view uh, on fight. Like I said, on Fight TV. Um, but I will keep you guys posted as it goes on. But as uh, the Ice Wars on May 21st. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know where where, where do I start here? I got my notes here. Um, uh, <laughs> I guess I'll start just, I, it's funny, I, I always seem to get my content from the Facebook groups. Uh, that was the other thing I, I forgot to mention with Alec. He had, he had created the Enforcer Appreciation Group on Facebook. It's got over 15,000 members and um, I'm on there and, uh, you know, and it has become, and there's one also called uh, Hockey Fights and Brawls on that page as well. They've been, they've been a great uh, uh, source to, um, advertise my podcast because I mean, obviously that's the audience that I'm, I'm trying to reach, right. Um, are the people in those, obviously they're, if you're in a hockey fight group, you're a hockey fight fan in, in theory. Um, but, uh, questionable at times, but yes. So that's sort of where I advertise my shows. Um, so I spend a lot of time in those groups, not only just posting my shows, but pictures and, and what have you. Um, and of course, anybody that listens to this show will know that's where a lot of my content comes from that I yell and bitch about. And I have a few more, uh, bitches, but it's just, a, this is just a one that's kind of 
the last little while it's crept up again. It's always bugged me, but it, it kind of happened a few times in a, like in back to back days. So it's, it really sort of just sat with me and just, it's a pet peeve. It's not a huge thing. And, but it's just, so somebody will put like, they'll put a picture up of somebody, of a guy playing somewhere. And then somebody will inevitably reply. When did he, what years did he play there? And it's just like, dude, it's called Google. Seriously? Hockey DB. You'll find your answer in half a second. Like, why? Did they ever fight for it? Yeah, they did. Can somebody post the fight? Well, how about you go to YouTube and look it up yourself? Really? And just the other day, Daniel Lansbury, of course, um, is from Maple Ridge, BC. In the local paper, the local paper there did an article on him about being in the Ice Wars tournament coming up here. And he posted it on his social media and whatever. And he's telling, oh yeah, guys, I'm training, I'm getting ready to go. And here's an article about that they wrote about me. Oh, that's awesome. When is it? Well, why don't you read the article? It's right in the article in the first paragraph. The first sentence says when it is. Like, why? Why? Can't people just... Why are people just so useless? Well, and then it got to the... the, You know why there's so much clickbait in the world and why headlines are the way they're structured? Because that exact reason. Because people don't read articles anymore. They just read headlines. Of course, the people creating this content know that. So they make up these goofy headlines, and that's what people believe. Instead of actually reading the article, well, the headline's good enough. I got everything I need to know from the headline. Oh, nothing drives me more, Matt. Well, when did he play in Chicago? Well, I don't know. Look up Hockey DB. It'll tell you. You have the world's, you have a computer in your hand. You have the world's greatest encyclopedia at your fingertips, yet you're on. So the time it took you to type out that question, hit send, and what are you going to do? Wait half a day to get the response, or you could just type in Jason Rushton. Oh, he played in Laval in 09. Like, really? Like, God, people. That got me way madder than it should have, but for some reason, that just irritates the shit out of me. I don't, I don't. Ugh, I don't get it. And then the other one, <laughs> Andre Waugh, um, is, I don't know if, if he came up with the company um, or he's just working for them. He, it's a it's a, a hockey stick company, and he do, he just does the ad. And uh, he's out there skating and whatever. He takes a slap shot, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, custom hockey sticks, blah, blah, blah. ship here. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is, is neither here nor there, but it was just the, the comments... Oh, looking a little heavy there, Andre. It's like, oh, okay, well, he's retired and whatever. Yeah, look at the way he's skating and, and shooting a muffin, you know. Well, he's a beer leaguer just like us now. It's like, no, he's nothing like you, you clown. You play Division E of the Adult Safe League at 9 o'clock. You know, like, okay, yeah, Andre was the same as you. Like, oh, yeah, he only played like a decade of pro hockey, won a Stanley Cup. But yeah, you're all the same skill level now. Like, oh God. Like just, oh, these people are just delusional. These are the same idiots, like I said, that listen to way too many Spit and Chiglets episodes and Letterkenny and like try to use the slang in the locker room. And it's like, dude, you're like, 
you're 47 years old and you sell fucking used Toyotas downtown. Like, why are you talking about, you know, Flo and Ferda and Dangle? Sick Flo, bro. Like, oh, stop. Just stop. Like, you're not biz. Like, these are the same clowns that, like, on social media respond to, like, Whitney and Spit and Chiglets and they, and they try to use the slang and they, they try to chirp them. Like, like, you're such posers. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. It's just, it's embarrassing. Anyway, those are my pet peeves. It meant nothing. See, well, the Waff thing with the beer league thing irritates me because then at the same time, then you see these guys, it's like, oh, well, there's a guy on our team. He could, he could probably, he's as good as some of these East Coast League guys. It's like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, you, you realize it's beer league, right? Like, there's guys playing with no shoulder pads. There's no hitting. There's no, like, battles in front of the net or in the, you know, like, there's no, yeah, so you're comparing it to, you know, your penalties are three minutes and you play <laughs> and you don't stop the clock. Yo, no, it's completely the same as the East Coast League. <laughs> I just, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. But, oh, yeah, yeah, Dennis, you know, Dennis the forklift operator from Costco. Oh, yeah, he could have play, he could play in the coast right now. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, he leads our team in scoring. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, he, he's leading the fucking Jiffy Lube Jets in scoring of the Division uh, C Adult Safe Hockey League at the Gemini here. Yeah, at the Four Rinks Complex. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's the, oh, that's the exact same. Oh, Southern Pro League, easy for sure. Oh. The, but the, these guys believe it. They really believe it. It's so sad. Like, they're just, the delusion is strong. You know. And then, and then, well, to continue that theme, that'll be sort of the theme of the show here, but, the other night, it was uh, Easter, last weekend. I was, my wife was asleep. Uh, yeah, she was asleep. And I was down here, I don't know, it was like super late, like one thirty in the morning, 2 o'clock. And I, I had uploaded the episode and doing the show graphic and getting all that shit ready. And just sitting here, whatever, for whatever reason, scrolling Twitter and I don't know why this, because I don't follow this guy or whatever, but I don't know what why this clown came across my Twitter feed. But he, he's got some friggin', of course, some Minnesota Wild podcast, and he's some analytics dork, whatever. His, his tweet was, uh, we really need to stop fighting after these clean hits. So I just simply typed back in, in brackets, we... Who the fuck did you fight? Who the fuck did you fight? Of course, he has to reply. I'm at one thirty in the on on Easter Eve or whatever. I'm not getting into semantics art, uh, semantic debate with you. You know, I'm like, oh, you're using semantics wrong, but okay, there's smart guy. But it's like because that sort of means the truth, and it's like, mm, yeah, we that's not the truth. Um... I mean, I get, I get it. What you're what you're trying to do, um, semantics. What is that? That would be like you know trivial, unimportant. You know, 
I guess so. You're you're trying to say uh, what I was saying is unimportant and trivial, okay? And and it probably was, but semantics also means the truth in a way. So, um, anyway, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> my point is, and I was saying I can't remember who else I was talking about with. Um, I've always, I've always, and I brought it up. I always say the us and we crowd, and um, I get when people. I have friends that do this when they're talking and they talk about we when they when they're referring to a sports team. I get, I get their point of what they're. It's a form of speech. I get what they're saying. That's not the people that I'm yelling at. You know, the people that I get irritated with that use the us and we are like this Minnesota wild dork. They legitimately think they're part of the team. And when you scroll his Twitter feed, it's just embarrassing. Because all it is, is him talking about, like, he's, I I think he's just hoping that Bill Guerin will somehow read it and hire him and bring him on. Because he's got so many great ideas that he should be behind the bench coaching or something. You know, he's never played a sport in his life. But he's always got analytics and he's always going on about five on three and strength of this and left wing lock and blah, blah. Oh, he's got all the terms. He's, he knows all the terms. You know, doesn't know how to actually implement any of them, but he knows all the terms. Oh, and this guy's this and this guy's that. And it's just like, oh, just shut the fuck up with the we. So for the people that use we and us in just everyday convert, like I have guys that work like that. Oh yeah, the oil. You know what we need? We need, you know, we needed that goal in the third or whatever. I'm not yelling at that guy. I know what he means, and I also know he doesn't think he's part of the Oilers. All right, he's, you know, I get it. You know, um, <laughs> when the one, when my one buddy's telling me about the Jays and it says us, I realize he knows he's not hitting third for the Jays. You know, um, those aren't. That's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about the people that legitimately think they're on the team, talk like they're legitimately on the team, have all the answers for what's wrong with the team, and on and on and on. And that was my issue, that we need to stop fighting. Well, no, you've never been in a fight, so I don't know what you're talking about. So stop, you know. Anyway, this is leading me to somewhere here. Um, so anyway, that was really irritating me. And then... <clears throat> Of course, the other night, Pat Maroon fights Wayne Simmons. All right. Apparently, they were mouthing off each other, sitting on the benches, yipping at each other. Then they come out and fight. And Pat Maroon proceeds to smile through the whole fight. Like, he just doesn't throw any punches, locks out Simmons, and they have the hug match. And Simmons is trying to punch him, and he lands a couple. But overall, it's a giant bunch of nothing. And Simmons is kind of laughing at him too. But afterwards when they break it up, Simmons kind of gives it the eh, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know what happened to Pat Maroon. Um, I get it, the whole big rig and all that. I don't have a problem with Pat Maroon in general. Um, I don't think he can fight, but um, he'll fight. Like somebody said, he'll fight. Okay, he'll fight. Like he did fight Wayne Simmons. Did he? He held on, laughed at it, laughed through the whole thing. So is that really, did he fight? I guess he went through the motions of a fight, but, eh, okay. 
Anyway, we were talking about semantics earlier. Um, okay. My issue is you sit on the bench and you flap your lips to try to, and start shit and everything else. Then you get out there when you, and then when you decide to fight, it's, it's, it's a big fucking joke and we're going to, it's just, it's, it's the just for last festival out there all of a sudden. Okay. The problem with that becomes is everyone sees that. And now, you know what? Oh, it, it, everything's just fun. Fighting's fun. And it just gets treated like a giant fucking joke. I don't know. Um, again, uh, as it was brought out to me, yo, you've never fought before on nice. Yeah, I know. I've, uh, you know, <laughs> I've never claimed to. I've often, um, anyway. Have I been in a fight before? Yes. Have I been punched before? Oh, yeah. I've been punched real hard a few times. Um, so I know it's not fun. I've had family members that fought and saw what they went through. Not only physically, but the mental aspect of it that goes into a fight. No, I'm well aware of, of everything that goes into a hockey fight. Which is why... Um, I have often, I've not often, always have stuck up for the role, for those that have performed the role. And uh, I've tried to educate people about the role as from my perspective, as I see it, having never claimed to be an expert or to truly know, to truly know something you had to have done, you had to have done it. So no, I have never popped the helmets at center ice with another enforcer. So I don't truly know. I have an idea. And I have knowledge of events of history and could talk about different things and different videos and lefty righty and who fought who and blah, blah, blah. And I could make guesses on this guy, how, if this guy was a power puncher, if this guy was a technical guy, I could do all that from an analyst standpoint and just, and just talking. And that's all I've ever claimed to be. I've never claimed to be an expert. Some people claim to be experts. Again, you can't be an expert unless you've, if you have never done it. So and I've freely admitted that I haven't on ice. Okay. But to get back to my original here, I know fighting's not fun. Or it shouldn't be viewed as fun. It's not fun. That's not something to smile through, and it's a big joke and everything else. It's not. Now, the problem becomes when you tr- when a player treats it like that. Of course, all the, the us and we and all these people crowd, they see that shit. And guess what? Oh, it's just, it's just good old times here. Sorry, folks, I got a little distracted there. Yeah, so, no, it gets treated like the big joke. And, um, you got even spit and chiclets, you know? Um, only in hockey can you be smiling at each other mid-fight. And then, of course, you read the comments. Oh, hockey is so fun. Oh, the hockey culture. This is why the best sport. Oh, two respectful warriors. What are we doing? Like, just... Do you have... This is why there's such a... There's such a fucking disconnect with these people. They just don't get it. They just don't get it. And I, like I said, I've been on social media now 
for what a decade doing this fourth line voice shit. Every day tweeting stuff, putting stuff on Facebook. Well, I haven't been on Facebook for that long, but you know what I'm saying. I'm on social media, putting up pictures and videos, and calling out these douchebags. We need to fight more. You know, I've yeah, the, the, these idiots for a decade, and it's just and that, this podcast, 202 episodes now. Of this shit. And it's just like, I don't know. And then you get, and then I get lumped in with them. That's the best part. That's the funny part. I'm getting to all of this. All of this has a point. Uh, Or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I'm just rambling at 10 o'clock at night. Um, But just, like seriously, tell me, when was a hockey fight fucking funny? And like I replied to the spit and chiclets thing. I'm like, well, I, it's funny. I said, I, I don't know. I never saw Probert or Tony Twist or anybody. I never saw them laugh. McSorley. I never saw them laughing through fights. And then, of course, you're always going to get the one. Well, I remember the one time. Oh, the, yeah. The one time at band camp. Yeah. Okay. Because everything's absolute in life. Another one. Why does there always have to be that guy? Oh, this one time. Oh, yeah. The one time. Oh, then completely everyone laughs then. No. You go dig up a... Well, and then... Okay, if they were smiling at somebody... Yeah, they were also trying to knock your friggin' head off with the punch. They weren't smiling while locking... While seatbelting the person. And uh, and locking them out and never throwing a punch like Maroon did the other night. No, that's a, there's a difference going on. Like, I remember Patrick Cote smiling at, at Mark Jansons and laughing at him mid-fight. Because he's telling him to hit him. And then you know what he did? Threw real four more back at him. No, that was a ploy. What they were doing it was like a psycho a psychological thing. This is just whatever that was. But I don't know when when Tony Twist broke Rob Ray's face or knocked out Mike Peluso or Terry O'Reilly was fighting or when Jonathan's fought Bouchard. Oh, yeah, fucking hilarious. Oh, funny. I don't remember any comments underneath. That was so fun. But this is where we are now. And then we got report, the between the benches reporters. Oh, Leah Hextall got to get in there. He called you soft. You know. What are we doing? Why is... <laughs> I've said with the hur- with the hurricane stupid shit at the surge bullshit at the end of a game, all this pee wee bullshit going on in sports. Now we're laughing in fights and everything's just a fucking big joke. When 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 did all this happen? What what are we doing? It's it's embarrassing. It wasn't even more embarrassing is when I talk to people that like the list of my show and shit. You guys still watch this shit? Explain that to me. How does a hockey fan of 40 years sit down and watch that happy horse shit? At least they fight. Oh, okay. Fuck, are you serious? Like, what... You just want to ask Maroon, what happened to you? What do you... 
go watch some of his old stuff. Guys in there swinging, battling. Shit, now you, you mouth off for half a period when you decide to fight the guy. You hold on to him tighter than the, like you look like you're in the in, in fucking enchantment under the sea dance. What are you doing? And laughing and, oh, it's just a joke and it's funny. and Oh, the big rig's just great. I love his personality. That's what hockey needs. Oh, God. You made me puke. So I put on Facebook yesterday that, oh, they've, they've managed to even turn fighting into a joke now. Oh, you remember the, oh, I brought it up a bunch of times in this episode. You remember Brandon Dillon and Austin Watson? If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to YouTube and type that one up. Brandon Watson, or Austin, what is it? Brandon Dillon and Austin Watson mic'd up fight. Go, go luck. Go tune, tune into that gem. Sit there and hug each other for 20 seconds in after a fight, and then they sit in the penalty box and mutually jerk each other off for five minutes. It's embarrassing. We need to work out more, Austin. Oh, I know Waddy. Wow. Good luck this year. And, oh, it's just, and of course, everybody underneath, this is why hockey's so great. Like, oh, God. Then you had the other clowns a few years back. Oh, he, they square off and then hug it. The guy brings out a beer. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the Federal League, but whatever. This is what I'm getting to. This is the other thing. So on Facebook, I, I, I commented, oh, they managed to even make fighting a joke and whatever. But I said, you know what? As much, and I get these, like, these idiot, like the Minnesota guy here, we need to stop fighting. And th- these idiots and all the media idiots and everything else, and these goofs that just, you know, think fighting's a big joke and everything else. Do you know why they think fighting's a big joke, though? And this was my point that I was getting at. Is the players are as much to blame in this as anything. And here's my example. Which, I will say, and I know he might be listening to this. He's been on the show. But Steve McIntyre took offense to what I was saying. And Steve and I had a back and forth about it. And we talked privately about it. And I think he misunderstood what I meant. And I did say, <laughs> I did say in the, on Facebook afterwards, um, I think I'm better verbally than I am uh, with the written word. I certainly was not a journalism major, that's for sure. Um, the point I was making with the, with the players... Because I said, now the players have gone on and on and, and have bought into this respect and code bullshit. My point being, now I'm not saying there isn't a code. There is. There, they, they were referred to as unwritten rules. And every sport, no matter hockey, baseball, football, all of any sport has unwritten rules. And as you play and go up levels and become more competitive and stuff... You learn these unwritten rules and things you do and things you don't do. So when I see comments from people online, like say for instance, a bat flip. And then the next time the guy comes up, they hit him. And everybody, oh, well, if you don't want to see the bat flip, be better. When people comment like that, I know they've never played a sport before. There's reasons And that's the thing. These guys go on and on about respect and everything in the sport. But then you do shit like that. Which was my argument with Steve. Well, I think Steve misinterpreted that he, I was saying there wasn't a code, there was no respect, whatever. It's not what I'm saying at all. But what my problem becomes is it's become so convoluted, this code. And everybody has bought into it and everything else. 
the problem becomes is it's I don't know how to, now I'm here I am said I'm better with words and now I'm struggling to find the words. The problem becomes is when you have uh, guys with, with fans that don't know any different and they just view it as all the same and it's not. See, like when I look at the LNAH or the Federal Hockey League, I'm not knocking anybody in those leagues, tremendous players, they have great, they're, they're, they have talent, everything else. But there's a certain showbiz aspect to those leagues where the fighting, although they're starting to get away from it as well. But at the time, back in the day, whatever, when people go to YouTube, look up the LNH, the Bossy, the Morasty fights, and the Terrio, and all that stuff. Um, well, they see all that, and they look at it, and it's, oh, that's WWF, and it's showbiz. And it was. There was a show to it. But that was also one of the selling points of the league. But they did get down and start playing with the little black thing that was rolling around at some point, too. And the level of hockey in that league was... Very good. Far better than people, than the, uh, a lot of people think. But they see the fighting. And there is a showbiz aspect to it. Much like in the Federal League. Even recently. Uh, there's a showbiz aspect to it. I understand that. Most fight fans understand that. I get it. I'm not comparing that to the NHL. I will know I'm not going to compare that to the NHL. Or the mindset that goes into an NHL fight. It's completely different than what goes into an LNAH fight. I know that. Most of you listening know that. The problem is, is the general hockey fan, like wild douchebag here that I'm talking about, and all these people, it's so fun! And these people, they just view it as a hockey fight, and they, it, they're all, all those guy, all those goons that do that are the same. That's the way they look at it. And the problem is, is what I have with the players doing this stuff, Again, problem's not the right word, but when I said the players have brought this on themselves, what I'm saying is, is you have guys that will, when they take their helmets off, oh yeah, they'll, they, they were high-fiving before the fight started. Well, and then people, and then that th- this is their example of, oh, staged fighting. Wow. Everything was staged in the LMA age, but you, you, you can't, but see, they'll take that and they try to apply it to the Montreal Canadiens Calgary Flames game when there's a fight. Well, no, it's, it's completely different. One's there are millions of dollars online here and everything else. And meanwhile, in the LMA age, it's, it's part of the show. But having said that, sure, they high fived or whatever afterwards. Whatever. They did the bro thing and all that and whatever. As much as I hate to see that in the in the NHL, I can't stand seeing that shit. In the LNAH, the FHL, I get it. It's different. Different mindset and all that stuff. The difference between the minors and the NHL. But you can bro hug and high five and all you want in those minor league fights and the and the Terrio and Morasti doing that or Lassard or whoever he did that with or whatever. Oh, yeah. But the difference was, is the moment they engaged, you see how much fun that was. When Terrio starts throwing that left hand and he's trying to knock you out. There was no locking out and smiling mid-fight. You know, it's just, this is just good times at the old barn here in Quebec. Oh, no, there might have been the, the fist bump beforehand or the high five and then we're squaring off and we're rocking and rolling, we're dancing with the, you know, as Ramstein blares in the background and it's all just, yeah, until they engage and then 
look at those punches. Does that look like fun? Doesn't seem like a lot of fun. No, they're serious at that point. The violence is serious. And that's my point. And I think when people start yelling how much fun it is, and when you have, like I said, in the NHL, when you have sideline reporters almost talking to the players like, oh yeah, you guys are going to fight me. Oh, just soft. You should go after them. And, ha, ha. and then when they fight, you're all excited about it. Um, yeah, but you, you, you're now making it a joke. Like somehow the violence isn't real. But then, like I said, people see the Maroon Simmons thing and they view it as a joke. I don't know. Do you think Lucic is taking it as a joke? Is it fun? You think Reeves when he's throwing punches or Tom Wilson the other night when he dummied that guy? Do you think that was for fun? Think that was just good times? Or these guys that did that for years in the minors and in the NHL and stuff that have a lifetime of issues because of it? Ask them if it's funny. It's not. And the fact that there's people, and I and I I blame Spit and Chiglets for this. Lots of stuff. They, it, I I don't know. If, are you trying to get cool points by saying it's fun or yeah or whatever? Like, it's the disconnect. But like I said, I've heard interviews with players. That, that's where I said where the code becomes convoluted, because at the same time. You can go on a podcast and say how much you, in terms of your fighting, how you don't like the term staged fights and all that stuff. But then, right, but then in the next, in the next breath, they show a clip of you fighting a guy and right before you engage, you do a little fist bump like they do at the start of a UFC fight. Well, (laughs) I get it, but at the same time, here you are telling me you don't, the whole staged fight thing. Oh, I don't like staged fights. Uh, all right. So that's what I mean. It's mixed messages. So it becomes a convoluted mess. Now, the only thing the the, the, the my interact here, I'm just sort of rambling here. I don't know really know what I'm yelling at, but I guess the thing that upset me with the with my going back and forth with Steve was um, well, one that he's, he's been on my show. He's been a guest of my show, quite a popular guest of my show. Um, so the fact that he, he didn't know where I was coming from was sort of irritating to me. Um, again, I talked, I'm not talking, I, was, I talked to him privately about this and it, it was clearly a misunderstanding of what I was saying. And and that's fine. I understand that. I, I didn't word it. Pro- I guess I just didn't word it properly. Um, but, um, I guess there's that saying, right? Don't assume. And I guess I I assumed after all these years, and I and I and I get and it came. I guess my realization came last night where it doesn't matter. Um, All the episodes, all my yelling online, all that stuff, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, I am still gonna. I am still a part of the media. Not in a uh, journalistic, but you know what I'm saying? I'm a talking head. I'm a content creator. My voice is out on the internet for people that, that, that I'm I'm not saying this because I'm trying to sound like a dude. I'm not saying it to be egotistical, but there are 
over the year, I've done this for 202 episodes. A lot of people have heard my voice by now. And it's out there. And I've been on Twitter for nine years, ten years. So I put out tens of thousands of tweets arguing with these people or putting up pictures or fight videos or what have you. So yes, I'm a creator and that's a content creator. So I guess that makes me a talking head, a media person, whatever you want to call it. And I'm lumped in with them. Because a great many of them, like I said, are these ignorant douchebags. And over the years, I in my mind, in my mind I've separated myself from them. In my mind. And I've and I've tried to make clear Almost every episode, my position on things, where I stand on things, being very self-aware. Like I've said, I'm from day one. I'm very, I know my, or my eco, in the ecosystem of, of podcasting and that type of thing, or in hockey, where I stand. I know that. I know my position. And I've always maintained, and I've maintained and my goal always has been to try to separate myself from the Minnesota Wild guy there and, and the rest of these idiots that talk stupid and, and, and their keyboard warriors, like all the, the people that I rant about every episode in these Facebook groups that call people put players pussies and always a punching bag and he sucked and he was this and, you know, and they literally talk like they could take this guy in a fight. Or the guys that are calling Andre Watt beardly. He's just like us now. You know, those guys. I've done my best for a decade to separate myself from those people. To show that I'm different. Hell, it's in my friggin' name of this show. Fourth Line Voice. My whole point was to give the fighter the voice. But clearly it doesn't matter. I am lumped in. I will forever be lumped in with them. You didn't play, you don't really know. And that's true. I'm not I've never argued that. But I've given I've always taken the stance of giving those that do know the platform to tell the story, their story, and the story that goes into the job and to the role. And to explain it to people. And I've done my best to explain it to people from my how I know it. From my experience with around these guys and communicating with them and seeing what they've gone through on a first-hand basis, I try to communicate that daily on this pl- on these platforms. And I think a good number of people know that, obviously, but it, it didn't hurt my feelings. It didn't hurt my feelings, but it it, it sort of. I guess it, 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 and I always sort of knew, but it, it can, like I said, Steve's comments sort of confirmed that. Again, I'm not still fighting with Steve. I'm not. We had a, we we talked privately about the misunderstanding of what the word, uh, the meanings were. We're all cool. We're all cool. Hell, he's agreed to come back on the show. We're going to do a five toughest opponents and whatever. We're all cool. I, I have no problem with Big Mac. But I'm, but that was where the conversation was. And then there was a few people that obviously commented and jumped in as well. Oh, I, yeah, I hear you. I don't like when these guys do that, these keyboard heroes and stuff. Again, a month ago, buddy, you were sending me a private messages asking me to give you your fights, which I did. 
So are you not? Who are you talking about? See my point? Sort of. I I was sort of uh, taken aback a little bit because you don't know my position by now, really. Like I'm on. Like if we're picking, I'm on your side. And then, and many times, I'm the only one on your side, sticking up for you, sticking up for the role that you performed. So it just sort of, kind of, when I got lumped in with the other keyboard heroes, it actually really bothered me. It's still bothering me now. And I don't think I'm articulating it well enough, but it's just like I, I, I get. But I, I, as I, I was telling, uh, well, I won't say who I was talking to privately, but I talk to him all the time. But I, I said, yeah, it's come down to like, yeah, I mean, as, as, well, and I've never viewed until I we sat and talked about it, and I thought about it. And I guess I am. I've never viewed myself as air quotes media either. To me, whenever I see media, it's all oh, Sportsnet, TSN, Journal, blah blah blah. That's when I media in my mind. That's what I'm thinking of. But I guess. To break it down in the basic of term media, you're a talking head and you put stuff out there, content for people to digest. And having a podcast on a network that many listen to, I guess, and I, you know, for really getting paid, I guess, yes. So I guess I'm media in some sense. I guess I'm content creator, whatever that means. Whatever you want to call it in 2022, I guess that's what I am. So I guess I am part of the media so and I guess you get all lumped in and I guess that's that's what was bothering me because I've done my best to try to separate from that and be my own be my own thing and and, and be a kind of the voice of the players like how Don Cherry was sort of viewed he was always the voice of the players I'm not trying to compare myself to Don Cherry but you know what I'm saying just I wanted to be on that sort of side of things like you know what I mean and be you know their spokesman, so to speak. And, um, it, it was just sort of, it just sort of came out that it's like, oh no, no, you're not, you're, you're over there. And it was, and it was just kind of really frustrating. And, um, and I just, I, I wanted to share that with you guys. It was, it's, um, and it was just the whole, when you just see the fight, just the fighting being taken as a joke. And how people sort of just, they're dismissing it. And like I said, I think they're just so desensitized or they're so disconnected. And, and they are, they are. They're sitting on their couch, they watch their Leafs every week and whatever. And, and, and they're, yeah, they don't know. And no, they've never been in a fight. They've probably just never been in a fight in general. Or played a competitive sport or been hit or anything or felt pain through sports. They probably never have. So... When I get connected and, oh, you're the same as them. Well, no, I'm not. You know, but you get viewed as such. It's, um, it, it was just, it was just, it was a piss off. And, um, and, it's, and, and like I said, after you, after I've spent this, a decade getting kind of built, trying to build up this reputation and this, whatever, I don't know, what do you want, persona or whatever you want to call it, or just my point of all of this. And my, like I said, 202 episodes of doing this to have to sit here on a Saturday night, 200 episodes in and reaffirm what I'm doing here is very frustrating. 
So there we go. I I don't know what else to say. It was just it it was just it was just a real frustrating incident. And um, like I said, if it was just Leaf Girl Seventeen saying this, I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't even be talking about this. But the fact that it involved a couple players was very irritating. Not irritating, just disappointing, I guess. And uh, like I said, it's been straightened out, and we're, we're cool with that. But it's just the overall theme. And I know he's certainly not alone. Like, when Steve said that, he's certainly... And I agree with what he's... That's the thing. When he said it to me, I agreed with what he's saying in principle. But I'm just... You're saying it to the wrong guy. Because I completely agree with what you're saying. About having never been in a fight. You don't really know Keyboard Warrior, whatever. I... 100%. But that's not me. But there are many like that. That that are like... So I get it, but... Yeah, to be sort of lumped in with that was very frustrating. And, um, yeah, it was just a, just a frustrating experience. And, you know, it's probably a frustrating experience for you, the listener, just to listen to that rant. Because you're like, what are you talking about? But, like, I, said, I guess I've gone on for an hour and whatever. I don't really know what my point was to any of it. But, wow, it's just the disconnect that people have with the fighting. And, and like I said, and, and, and the player is not making it any easier um, as it goes on, how things have changed. But that, again, but that, so when you, when they see the, the Maroons laughing or the high fives during a fight or whatever, Again, with the disconnect, and they just, oh, well, and they see the Proberts and the McSorleys, oh, back in the day, blah, 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 you know, they, oh, they were like that too. No, they weren't, not at all. But they don't, people won't make that distinction. It all becomes one ball. Big blech. So... And like I said, with the code, I've yelled and ranted and raved about the code online, on here, on and on. Um, it, it, well, like Todd Fedork said it on Ice Guardians, there is a code that, that everybody talks about but nobody really knows. Um, again, it's, it's unwritten rules. And if you play long enough, there's things you know to do and not to do. Um, and... The problem is, it's like anything with the information that's out in the world and social media and everything and everybody talking about everybody's business. Um, there's the fans out there that are that listen and watch everything that know just enough to be dangerous and they think they know and they talk about the code and everything else and and in some ways they're right and in other ways it's like, n- no. <laughs> like... Um, and the respect, I think people respect, like, I think in terms of that, I think it's, you respect the guy's toughness and everything else and, and, and w- willing to go to war and all that and all those, um, sayings. But, um, at the end of the day, like I said, you, 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 you can church it up and use any, uh, adjective you want and, and, and all that and, and, and. I've always stuck up, obviously stick up for the role and everything else. But, you know, when you get down to brass tacks and that cut in time and take all the makeup away and you're looking at it for what, for what it is at the end of the, what is it at the end of the day? You're an intimidating presence that'll stick up for a teammate 
but you were also there to inflict your will to bully the other team and to beat people up. You can call it whatever you want and say whatever you want, but when you get down to brass tacks, that's what it is. And there's nothing, the thing is, but this is where I will add to this, there's nothing wrong with that. It sounds very harsh. You know why? Because it's a very harsh role. But in the world of competitive elite level hockey, it is needed. That role is needed. Now, maybe as the years have gone on, the need has changed. Or it clearly has, the need has changed. But at at every point in time in hockey, it was needed. And someone had to be mean. That's just the way it is. Now, the problem becomes, is I think, the media has downgraded that and just, oh, these guys were goons and dummies and they just beat people up and they're pointless and they're cavemen and blah, blah, blah. And I think after a while, if you're a player, this again, this is my, again, not knowing, but my opinion from having interviewed many of them, interacted with many of them, grew up with many of them, my conversations with them and what I've deducted from my opinion is at some point, obviously if you're on social media and all these years later or whatever, they hear this constantly. And at some point when you're 45, 50, 55 years old and you're a retired tough guy, whatever, and you're sitting there and you probably have some reflections of times of things you shouldn't, you know, you look at what you did in the, in the game and fighting and you have all these people over these years have called you a goon and a dummy and stupid and everything else. That's got to take its toll everyone's human. Everyone has feelings and emotions. Of course it's going to get to you after a while. And you probably do start questioning what did I do in the game? In the game, I've had players get a hold of me and ask me to take their fights off of my YouTube channel. Because they don't want to... Because a lot of times it's a minor league guy so people can look up stats but they don't really know or whatever. And then when they see that violent side and it, it's always bothered me. Well, one, it would bother me that anybody outside of that would watch a guy, a couple of his fights on YouTube, and look at him differently. That bothers me. But there are people that would do that. Or if this guy's coaching their team, their their son's 10 and under team, oh, and the concerned parent, oh, I was on YouTube the other night, and I saw Billy's coach, he just knocked a player, knocked a guy out in hockey on this fight video. Should he be coaching Billy? There are people that are like that. That's how petty and stupid they are. Again, the disconnect. See where I'm going with this? And it's stupid. But unfortunately, that guy's got to live with that. So of course, if they ask me to take their videos down, I clearly will. That's few and far between the examples. But I know of guys that have got asked for that. Um. I had a guy do my show once, way back when. And then he ended up getting a role in a junior league, as a in a front office in the junior league. And they asked, he had to get a hold of me to take the interview down. Because we, talk, of course, talked about fighting and stuff. And he talked about his views on fighting. And they didn't like that. So they, he asked me to take the video. And I did, of course. And, I, and sir, I know you still listen. I hope you're doing well. I'm not gonna, we won't throw names out. Good dude. But 
so it's I I get why, and I and, I, and I've had guys on the show, and I think I've actually. I'm not going to say who it was. I maybe it was. On, see, this is the thing. I'm I'm getting off air and on air conversations confused sometimes, but they 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 talked to me with with almost a certain sort of shame to their career for what some of the stuff they did, and whatever. And it, there's nothing to be shamed of. You had a role to perform, and at that time, you thought that was the right thing to do for business. And you were performed. You were paid to do that. The people within that game, and even the whatever the victim, so to speak, or whatever, they understand that. Now I'm not talking baseball swinging someone's face or whatever. I'm not anything like that. But they understand the fighting aspect of it, and the hitting aspect of it. They might not like you, but they understand in the realm of that world what was going on and why it happened. There is a respect there amongst the player. I get that. That's the respect part that I'm talking about. Or if you do something to him one game, you know that you own the fight the next in the rematch game. And you do that, regardless of how hurt you are. That's the respect factor. That's the code. The code isn't what these bozos are yelling online, is my point. When I talk about the code, it's not what Jonathan Fan in the Enforcer group thinks it is. His code isn't what the code Steve McIntyre is talking about. Because only McIntyre will know. Or those that that played in the game will know. That was the point. That's the point I always, when I talk about the code. When I say there is no code. I guess I should word it different. There is. But it's not, it's not what, it's not what the person I'm talking. See, I'm not telling a, a player there's no code. Does that, that's not who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the people in the enforcer group or the idiot on Twitter, whatever, when I say there's no code. It's not what he's thinking it is. There is. It's called unwritten rules. So if you want to call that the, in a roundabout way, the, the code, whatever you want to label it as, okay. That's not what I'm talking about. <sighs> so, but see, so what I mean, so how do I, how do I explain all that in the written word? So that's where our, our disagreement came from. But I think it's very sad that a player would have to look back in, with, with any sort of shame or regret. Well, we, everyone has regrets in their life, you know what I'm saying. But with, with, with the role they, they performed. I mean, obviously everybody wishes they could be the 50 goal scorer and make $10 million in the NHL. Obviously. Obviously. The reality is 99.9% don't. But the ones that even in, you know, in the East Coast, the American League or whatever, they had a role to perform. And they did, they did that. And there is a, there is honor in that, and there is respect in that, and that the whole, again, the reason for this whole show was for that guy. I have as much respect for the guy that did it in the Southern Pro League or in the LNAH or in the East Coast League as I do to the guy that played 15 years in the NHL. In my, and that was the point of this show, and that was the respect. I respect the guy that performed that role in the in Junior A, Junior B. Because at the end of the day, they they sacrifice themselves and their health for the team, and they also and they understood what they needed to do to make to to have the team win. 
it wasn't to go out there and laugh and smile and because it's fun. It's not. Oh, sure, if you have a big win and drop a guy, yeah, that's air quotes fun. That's not what I'm talking about, and that's not the contents of what the media and all these idiots were talking about the other night as Maroon and them laughed their way through the fight. That's that's different. I would hope, as I'm talking, that people can understand and see the difference in what I'm saying. So no, the guy that's fought uh, on back-to-back nights on three games and three nights on a road trip in the East Coast League after a nine- to ten-hour bus ride. No, it's not fun. It's not funny. It's not a joke. And the pain is real. And he's going to live with that pain, probably for his whole life. Arthritic hands. Broken noses, bones, arthritis. So no, I don't, I don't think it's funny. And a joke. And isn't, this, isn't hockey great? They can smile through it because they're friends. Idiots. So no, that'll always be the point of my show. Um, and I guess I have, for me, I have to accept the fact that I will always be viewed as a media person and a talking head and those people, but I will continue to try to, uh, do my best to separate myself from that pile, from that group. Um, I know the people that are regular listeners obviously know where I stand. Um, I guess I will just keep promoting what makes me different from those people. But, uh. Anyway, guys, I have no idea if this made any sense. I've had a few beers. I'm kind of rambling here, but I was a little amped up about it. Um, but again, um, I know um, if Steve's listening to this, um, you know, I understood where he was coming from. And I completely, again, I agree with what his initial statement was. I agree with it. But that's not what I was saying. But we've cleared that up. We're cool. I hope we're cool anyway. He said we were, so we're all right. He is with me anyway. Um and I hope to continue with him talking further with him. But um, the other couple guys that were chiming in, we'll talk a little later. Um, yeah. And it was kind of just disappointing because, like I said, to be lumped in with that was, come on, you guys should know better than that by now. I would like to think you did. But anyway, how about we wrap it up for tonight? I'm going to go up and watch a movie with my wife if she's not sleeping on the couch by now. That is, it's 1045 at night here on Saturday. But um, I hope everybody has a good uh, good work week here. And uh, as again, on this show, we do uh, two episodes a week every Wednesday and Sunday. So uh, in a few days, I will talk to you cats again. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's attack the work week. Hope everybody stays safe out there. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?